0: What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Overstated NBA Show. Bringing it back. It's been well over a year. We are freaking doing State of the Union. And I couldn't do the first State of the Union. We got I think we got 25 games to go for some teams, a little bit less for other teams, until the playoffs, until the stretch run. It's after the All-Star break. We're good. We're ready to go. I'd like to welcome in my good buddy, my brother from another mother, Mr. Boston Celtics, Stan himself, Derek Michael. Derek... We each got shot glasses porn. Here you go, buddy. Cheers. Cheers. Ooh, that jackfire. And hey, I got a hey, high noon. I got the watermelon flavor here. Ah, oh, Derek's got a bud. Why, sir. I'm ready.
1: Thank you for having me. Hey, brother. How you doing? I'm doing really good. Just got back from a successful work trip and Oh, I bet it was successful. Um, I don't know if you saw. But on Sunday, Jason Tatum scored 55 points and hit 10 threes and was the All-Star Game MVP. I would prefer, if for this podcast, you could at least refer to him as All-Star Game MVP 2020. Well, I mean,
0: that's fine. You can, you can do that. But we can also have to pay homage to the probably the greatest GM in All-Star history. He drafted just a brilliant team, uh, Team Giannis. And he even that's said, no, I'm just going to play a minute. I'm just going to play a minute and then I'm going to, I'm going to get out of here. Did you know, I think there's a fun fact too. I, I think the last couple of, I know for sure the last two, Giannis and Steph both won all-star MVPs and they both won the NBA finals that same year.
1: I see what you're doing with this reverse jinx and I don't like it. Uh, it is true though. It is It true. is not
0: a reverse jinx for anyone that's listening. Derek and I are good friends. I'm a, obviously a diehard walkie bucks fan. He's a diehard Boston Celtics fan. He, uh, he got the better of me last year, and there's going to be no reverse jinx this year. We're here to talk about the Boston Celtics. So let's get right into it, man. Boston is, currently has the best record in the NBA. They are a half a game up on the Milwaukee Bucks in the East, and I believe a game, or maybe it is a half game, I'll have to double-check that, on the Denver, Denver Nuggets for best overall record in the NBA. So Derek, I mean, how do you feel going into this stretch run?
1: I feel... Compared to the last time I was on your podcast, I was with Brett, and I was just like maybe the happiest I've ever. We were like seventeen and four or something, (laughs) and I was was just gonna use that opportunity to be like always shitting on the Celtics. I'm sure Lakers fans say the same thing. Big markets always feel like everyone's against them, so I use that. Right now, I'm feeling really confident, still not juggernaut confident like we looked when we were seventeen and four. You said the Bucks are a half game back. I'm I'm starting to think about matchups. I think right. uh, it says the the Celtics have played 59 games. What's that math? So 23 games left, less than 25. I'm thinking about matchups, and I really want that number one seed, really bad. Um, mostly because if Philly keeps winning, like I, the last thing in the world I want is to face your Bucks before the Eastern Conference Finals, assuming we make it there. But I'm thinking about matchups, and you said something to me today that I I know this is a Celtics podcast, but I'm starting to think about the Sixers a little bit. We play them really, really well, the Celtics do. But I really thought it was just the Bucks for a while. I know the Cavs are good, but um, Sixers are starting to worry me a little bit, so...
0: Um, and you know what I I, I can co- put a little cold water on that I mean and I'm not just look I think between if you were to tell me you know the Philadelphia 76ers were coming out of the east and somehow you know Milwaukee's got this Giannis injury going on right now they've won 12 in a row I think like 13 of their last 15 they've, they've been on fire let's say he misses a week or whatnot so who, kn- who knows what's going to happen I know that Boston will kind of get into them a little bit they've I think when you were on with Brett, Boston had probably the the greatest offense in the history of the NBA going on. But I would not be surprised if Philly comes out of the East. Like, I I think that's a a fair thing to be like, man, you know what, we'll see how we do with Philly. James Harden is playing really good. But I, you know, you and I have a mutual friend, Sahil, who's who's freaking awesome. But and he is a Philly fan. So he no, it's like Philly against oh. the world, and they talk a lot of shit. But like Philly is going to have to prove it to me. Like I'm, I'm sorry. Like with with Doc Rivers on that team, Joel Embiid has never been out of the second round. I know he's been great in the playoffs, but he always seems to suffer like some freak injury, or he always starts to wear down. Well, um, don't about playoff Harden. Harden. He's yeah, and then you have playoff Harden, and you got a lot of guys on that team that are just like I know like PJ Tucker. You and I talked about it a little earlier. They traded Matisse Thibault, who I I just. He was, he was—he's an all-team NBA guy defensively. I think like, think about that today.
1: Like, yeah. if I'm if I'm Philly, I'm thinking Bucks, Celtics. We're gonna have to beat both of them. And I think Matisse Dybala's like Bill Simmons used to say. It's like if you created someone in a lab to guard really laterally quick, big, strong wings, it would be Matisse Dybala. <laughs> he he uses a lot of uh, exaggeration, but I don't think that's much of an exaggeration. I didn't understand why he wasn't playing. Like I get that he can't shoot and stuff like that all the time, but like most teams will have at least one player on the team who can't hit a three. I don't know. I I think guarding wings is so valuable.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, just look at, just look at what you and I had to go through in last year's Eastern conference, uh, the semifinals, right? I mean, that was just a absolute slugfest and the offense our except team was for,
1: so messed up after playing you. Like yeah, we, but
0: except except for except for a game. Obviously, everyone likes to talk about the game seven when Grant Williams just went nuts and had the game of his life. But I mean like that that entire series for both teams was a struggle offensively. It was just it was just a a rock fight. And I'm with you, man. Like you, you cannot have enough good defensive wings and good enough defensive understand. players. That, that that's what I don't understand.
1: You like you picked up Jay Crowder, you know? I'm sorry to make this about, like, Philly. You asked me how the Celtics are doing. Like, I could talk about all the shooting splits. Like, I have them up in front of me, of Derek White and all that stuff. But that's what I did with Brett. When you asked me how the Celtics are doing, we're doing fucking awesome. Now yeah. I'm thinking about who we have to go through. So I brought up Philly first because I have we have to talk about the Bucks as well. But you got, like, Jay Crowder. You're trying to get those defensive wings. And if he's in shape – he's played with Tatum and Brown before he, you know, or I think he did. Did he? Maybe he never actually played with them. I don't know. I got to think about that, but he's a defensive wing who can switch with them. Like you have West Matthews, you have Giannis, you have Crowder, you have a lot of guys that can switch just like Grant Williams, Brown, Tatum. Um, I mean, like even like the Housers and some of our other wings were pretty deep there. And Philly, I, I was saying I'm starting to get nervous with them just because they're winning a lot of games. That's not an accident. But Well you know what you I'm know what's of crazy of, too? I'm not afraid of them kinda like what you said, but I don't want to get into fool's gold just because we've beaten them pretty much their asses like a drum for twenty years. I don't know if they've ever beaten us in a playoff series. Yeah, you know it's
0: crazy you said you say that because it's absolutely true, but like on paper, like you would think that Milwaukee like I always thought Milwaukee was building their team to it just in the years past to go against Philly because Philly had Embiid. You know we have Lopez, we have Giannis. Like Milwaukee, we match up really, really well with Philly. Like really, really well with Philly. And you would think that just based on the starting lineup that you know Boston wouldn't match up as well with Philly. But like you just said, it like Boston owns Philly. Like they just like they just,
1: yeah, it's like, like.
0: And you would think though in a series like that, let's just say hypothetically, right? Let's say it goes. Even if, let's say Giannis is right, and it's it's going to be Boston, Milwaukee in as as the one or two seed, and let's just say, you know, for hypothetical sake, Boston has to play Philly in round two. Like that's where you would maybe want like a Matisse Thibault because you know they they're going to struggle to guard Tatum and Jalen. Maybe who on Philly
1: is going to guard Tatum? PJ
0: Tucker. (laughs) Yeah,
1: PJ Tucker would have been great at that two years ago.
0: Well, PJ Tucker is PJ Tucker is going to be the guy that see he his role gets oh, misplaced kind of cool. all the time. He's going to be the guy that's going to have six fouls. That's just going to he's going to guard Tatum, so James Harden doesn't have to, or Tyrese, Tyrese Maxey doesn't have to. So they have enough. And, no, I know, I know. I, You're we're, bad. We're, we're 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 on video, but we're not recording video. We're just recording the audio. So the look that Derek just gave, yes. But you you want guys like Harden, like Maxey, like even Tobias Harris. You want them. To have as much energy offensively as humanly possible in a series yeah. like that. So the reason I asked you who's guarding
1: Tatum is because then, okay, who's guarding Brown?
0: Yeah, man. I'm, I'm with you, dude. Like, I, I, that's why and you were texting me earlier today. I was
1: like. Regular season? Who the fuck cares?
0: Yeah. Keep them for
1: the playoffs? Just where wear the guy. Like, who's going to guard Giannis?
0: Oh, dude. I'm, I will say it right now, man. And you know me. I am perfectly fine eating my words, dude. I am not worried about Philly. That doesn't mean Philly can't beat Milwaukee. I am not worried about Philly at all. I'm not. And if
1: I just wanted, they're 38 and 19. You're 41 and 17, and the Celtics are 42 and 17. So it is. It is really close. It's holy shit. The Cavs are 38 and well, I guess 38 and 23. They played a lot more games. Um, I don't want to say I'm not afraid of them. It sounds like a like a weak Boston fan just because we whooped their ass. I just want to show them some respect, but nah, that's like 10% as, as far as I'm afraid uh, for the Cavs. So,
0: all right, you, so you are extremely confident in Boston as you should be. I mean, I, I
1: am, and I just want to say one thing I'm extremely confident, but I've become nervous for one reason, which is, and you said it last year a million times, we have all these great three point shooters. If we're not We've become feast or famine, like, yeah. pretty bad. Feast or famine, where if we're hitting all our threes, we're just not going to lose. Like, Derek White and Malcolm Brogdon are going insane. And when we don't, Tatum has me worried because he's throwing up stinkers here and there again. I don't know. It's starting to make me a, li- a little nervous, but I'm very confident. I think we're going to win the NBA championship. If That's,
0: that's good, man. Is. You should have that confidence, man. I, I think that Boston looks Boston looks like bad. a team that they know that they let a great opportunity slip away last season. I mean, they did. And, like, they've, they've come out like gangbusters. I think that they are, if they aren't the deepest team in the league, they're one of the deepest teams in the league. Um, I would be, if I were you, just, again, you and I talk every day, but just, if I was looking in on the outside of this Boston team, and I've, I've mentioned this to you before. Playing a lot of minutes. I don't, like, I just don't understand, like, we did. We talk about their depth, and yet Tatum is, like, top five in the league in minutes. And, like, enough, game, I know the All-Star game is an exhibition. It was basically a layup line. Like, they're fine. They're perfectly fine. Like, it's fine. But, like, Jason Tatum leading all players in minutes scored, in minutes played, was just, like, the most, like, Joe Missoula thing I've ever seen in my life. Um, like, that would concern me a little bit because what happened last year was we saw Tatum wear down. We, like we literally saw him wear down in front of our eyes because of the load that he was carrying, but like other than that, Derek, like again, and I'm I'm coming at you as like not only a Bucks fan but like as a uh, NBA expert, so to speak. I'm just kidding, but like, uh, <laughs> You are
1: an NBA expert. You are in no way a casual.
0: I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be too worried if I was you. Like it, it's it's the NBA playoffs is going to be a slugfest. Like I I think Boston is as well equipped as anybody to handle it. Like there there's certain things that I look at that I'm like you know like. I saw a stat today, like, I think Boston is, they're either dead last or second to dead last in mid-range shooting, and that kind of goes to your point about their Feaster famine from three They really don't do anything kind of, in between, either it's a dunk or it's a three, they really don't do anything in the mid-range, and, you know, in the playoffs, you know, you got it, that mid-range has to get going a little bit.
1: It's the beginning of the year, but we hit so many threes when we had the best offense of all time. I feel like we... Uh kind of got into that habit where we're like, oh, we'll get it back. You need to have, you need to have versatility, uh, which Tatum has been actually really good about this year. Like he doesn't just jack threes or jump shots anymore. He really attacks the rim and is getting free throws. It's been probably the most major reason for our success, except for, actually, no, there's like a million reasons. Malcolm Brogdon has been insane, unbelievable. And I know this is supposed to be a Celtics podcast, but I'm not sorry. Because all I'm thinking about as a Celtic fan is I'm not doing like this um, thing where I gush about the Celtics. Like this is how an actual fan thinks when there's 23 games left and the standings are definitely not solidified. It's more there's more parity than I think I've ever seen in both conferences. Um, This is what I'm thinking about now. So we talked about the Sixers. Uh, Any thoughts on the Cavs?
0: I think they're a year away. I, I think that, you know, Evan Mobley, I think everyone, and it's not fair to him, but everyone thought he was going to take this massive jump, dude, and, and most of the time that doesn't necessarily happen. Um, I, I think Cleveland long-term is going to be fine. I just think that they're a year away. I think they could be a scrappy, you know, six, seven-game series. Like, I wouldn't be shocked if if Milwaukee or, or Boston play them in the second round, because Four of those teams, man, I expect, I expect the Eastern Conference semifinals to be Boston, Milwaukee, Philly, Cleveland. Like all four of those teams are going to be playing each other. So, like, I, 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 I think it. Cleveland could be a tough yeah. out.
1: So, the way – if the – well, I'm just going the old standings. I know there's the play-in now. The Wizards are nine. The Raptors are ten. But if the playoffs ended – well, if the regular season ended today, the Celtics would be playing the Hawks, which is a sweep. They'd play
0: Nate McMillan today.
1: Did they really? Yeah. Oh, maybe that'll turn their season around. Let's see. Um, hey, man,
0: Joe Prunty took Boston to seven games. Don't forget that—that that substitute teacher. He's dude, I, I was at game. Now.
1: I was at game one. That was when Jan- that was Giannis's coming out party. Even though he went home, that was his. Yeah, coming I, out I
0: remember Chris Middleton yeah. hit that shot to send it into overtime. They lost. They lost yeah, game, game one. one. There was
1: point four seconds left, and he yeah. just flung it over his head, and it went in. Yeah. After we waved Giannis, the- Giannis also fouled out that game, and we all waved him. Goodbye. He was fighting with the refs. It's one of my best memories. Oh, uh, I bet but you did. He would be playing the Heat in round one. Any thoughts on that? Not worried. Shit. All right. I would be a little bit worried. So I don't know why. I if, we if we're, if we're, if, like, honestly, man, like Butler fucking fucks us. It's not great. That's fine, man. Two years ago, we swept them. Swept I feel them like, right like I think it's actually a fine matchup for you. yes. Yeah. See, we would never sweep them.
0: Yeah, that's your kryptonite. That's kind of your kryptonite. I don't know why.
1: Like this is, I'm thinking. Like I'm looking at this. I'm like, I really hope they keep winning and pass like the Knicks and the Nets. They're 32 and 27. Knicks are 33 27. Nets are 34 24. Well, it's
0: funny too because Atlanta. I, I hope, hope they keep...
1: keep moving up. Like I, if we go out in the first round after that podcast I did with Brett, I'm gonna have
0: to. I'm just gonna have to give up. Well, it's it's funny because Atlanta is kind of our kryptonite a little bit. Um. Right, because they got Ukongu who can guard Giannis really, really well. Um, we always seem to struggle with small guards like that. You know, Trey Young who can go off. So, like Atlanta is kind of our kryptonite. Like I, I still, I'm not worried, man. Like I, I, I'm not worried about any of those teams as a Bucks fan. I think a team that be yeah, actually a team that I, could be pretty scrappy is Brooklyn, man.
1: That's my next question. Also, I know the Knicks are the Knicks. But like, I would much rather play the. Obviously, the Knicks have a better record, but between like the Raptors, Wizards, Hawks, I, the Knicks are a team I don't want to see. But the Nets, I think, could be good because of their defense. Well, they like, just they're, they're a team who could guard yeah. a lot of the people on the Celtics. You know,
0: they they, they, like they have, they have been, team who
1: could guard Giannis.
0: Their their problem is right now, though, is like they they could be. They're going to be a very, very tough out because they're so long and they're so good defensively. But All the
1: long ass arms. yeah.
0: it's it's remains to be seen. I think eventually he's going to get there because I just love Mikhail Bridges that much, but I, they don't have a closer yet. You know, like the Knicks are really good this season because they have a closer in Jalen Brunson. Like Brooklyn one, is just they, – they, it's going to be – they're going to be scrappy, but they're going to lose a lot of close games, I feel like, because they don't have that guy yet. And you can't blame them because their team just came together two weeks ago. <laughs> or or they, they they barely been playing together, so to yeah. me, dude, it's those top four teams. Like I would be, I would be stunned if the the semifinals wasn't uh, Boston Milwaukee feeling Cleveland. I would be stunned by that.
1: I honestly see it being Boston Milwaukee no matter what in the Eastern Conference Finals. Not come wood for both of us, except for one scenario: the Magic are twenty four and thirty five
0: well, tonight. <laughs>
1: that's I like if people. Yes, this is to make people laugh, but mostly it's my reverse, reverse anti-jinx is like, I really hope they don't get into the 10 spot and win the play-in because they've been getting better all year because they fucking killed us when we were full strength. And I was like, oh, I can't wait to play them again. And then I think we're one in three against them this year. Second game, I was like, oh, we got destroyed. I can't wait for revenge. Then we got destroyed again. And then the fourth game, I was like, I really hope we don't get destroyed again. And we did.
0: And I was like, okay, I, I'm done with, I'm done with this team.
1: Can I so ask I you a really question
0: about? Out. Can yeah. I ask you a question about Boston kind of long term here? Yeah. And this isn't this isn't me talking shit. Like it's literally how the CBA is set up. Where oh, this is always you talking shit. Just like it's not, dude. You Boston fans are so fucking sensitive at times. My my fan base is crazy too, so don't don't don't. I'm not making excuses. Our both our fan bases are fucking just stupid sometimes. I just don't understand what they argue about. But uh, do you do you feel like as a Celtics fan, like you, there's a lot of pressure on this team right now. This core of Tatum, Brown, and Smart, because I think Tatum is going to be there for at least at least a little while longer. Like I'm not saying he's never going to leave, just because like I would say the same thing. Like
1: request a trade.
0: Yeah, and I'm not saying this like I, I don't. Think,
1: after, I think after this is three more years.
0: Yeah, because I'm not. I, I would say the same thing about my team too. Like I'm not expecting Giannis to be in Milwaukee for the rest of his career, just because players don't do that anymore. Like I, I am not. Um, it is, like I said, this isn't me talking shit. But are you? I think there is like both our teams kind of have weird concerns, right? So like Chris Middleton is 31. Chris Middleton has a player option where he can opt out of 42 million dollars and become a free agent. And that's like a storyline that outside of Milwaukee isn't really talked a lot about. The other thing that, that's really not talked a lot about is Jalen Brown. So if Jalen Brown, like Boston, because of the way his contract extension was, Boston cannot offer him the most money in free agency. Another team can. You know, I think Bill Simmons mentioned this on his podcast. Like it's just, you know, he can get, make a lot more money being the man someplace else. So I'm just kind of curious, like, is, are you... We can't offer him the most money? How, well, I I'd have to look it up, happening? but I think it's something weird like that. You right? don't have to look it up right now, but we
1: can't offer him the most.
0: Are you, you asking see? me or are you telling me I'm, me? I'm asking you straight up. I thought it was I, – I, I thought Bill Simmons said something along the lines of like –
1: This is why we need Mikey in the back. I know. That.
0: We need producer Mikey. It, it's not like um, close in money, but like he can make a lot of money. Like Boston cannot offer him way more money than anybody else can. Or it's something like – it's something weird like that with how the CBA is.
1: Okay, I just did a quick Google, and you're freaking me out here if that's true, because now I am worried. So, But it says, uh, according to NBC Sports, if Brown makes an all-NBA team, which he has not yet, and he has a chance to this year, the Celtics can offer him a five-year Supermax extension this offseason worth up to 35% of the cap, approximately $290 I feel like if we're talking about numbers that big, if he makes an All NBA team, where he can stay with Tatum, the people he knows—I mean, he's gone to three or four conference finals, and now the finals—he's never not made the playoffs. Then I feel okay. But if there's even like a twenty to thirty million dollar difference where another team can offer Brown more, I'm super worried. I—I I don't think Middleton's not going anywhere. He has his championship. He had injury concerns, and he plays with Giannis, and he—I think he's. Yeah, he's been in Milwaukee a long time.
0: I'm yeah, a little right. worried about all, right. hey, all right, Derek, you ready for this? All right, I got it. I got what I was looking for here. So Jalen has two years remaining on a four-year, $106.3 million extension he signed with the Celtics in October of 2019. You have him for a steal. Jeez. Yeah, he's, he's currently set to become an unrestricted free agent in 23-24. Um, the Celtics have the NBA's extension rules to thank for that. They aren't the only team facing a potential headache in that regard, though. Under the league's current collective bargaining agreement, players can receive up to 120% of their previous salary or 120% of the estimated average salary, whichever is greater, in the first year of an extension. That limit is is problematic for Jalen or any other veteran who doesn't sign the max extension after their rookie deal. So Jalen never signed a max extension. Jalen is set to make roughly $30.7 million in 23-24, the final year of his current contract, and then he's got some incentives in there like that. Brown could potentially make far more if he reaches free agency in 2024. At what that point, awesome. he will have 8 years of NBA experience under his belt. This means his starting salary on a new deal, new deal as a free agent can go up to 30% of the 2024-2025 20, 20, salary cap. So what can we offer then? I don't think that you can offer as much as this Sounds bad. Well, I mean, dude, um, it doesn't mean that he's going anywhere. Yeah, I'm, I'm just worried about a long-term future now after
1: that 5-minute segment. Yeah. Damn it! No, I, um, uh, we have to hope Jalen loves Boston and that he loves Tatum. I will say just as a nerd of my own team and of the NBA, I'm a huge, I loved all-star weekend. I was a nerd. I was laughing at everything Giannis did this weekend. That was funny. Same. But the little snippets of Jason and Jalen, um, it's like me and you not to be weird, but like when we talk shit, it's because we're friends. Just Every time they're interviewed about each other, Jalen's being like, Well, yeah, he like, As long as I stay away from Tatum, I won't get elbowed in the face. And they asked Tatum, They're like, who, <laughs> Of everyone who you would like on your team, who would you least let babysit Deuce? And he was like, Jalen Brown, for sure. I don't trust him. And it's like, They're talking that sort of thing. But at the end of the day, Jalen, such a good guy, hugely underappreciated, even by me as a Celtic fan. Like, when I saw Tatum, I like, was a, like, in, like in love, you know, forgot Jalen existed sometimes because I love that guy so much, but he's putting up 27 points a game. It's really never been a problem for us when he's he's had injury concerns. But when he can play, he plays he's just a consummate professional. Um, but I will say this. We're, yes, if it's just about the money, then anyone's going to leave. But I think that motherfuckers about winning. I really think he's about winning because he sacrificed a lot. So if my, uh, and I wouldn't blame him for leaving too. I really love Jalen, but if he, if he leaves, it means it's more about ego than winning. And all of his quotes are about sacrifice and stuff like that. But when he says it, I really believe him. And I really think he means it kind of like, well, Giannis is getting, you know, he's the best player and all that stuff. But even if Giannis wasn't, I think he's that type of dude as well where there's just an authenticity there. and hey,
0: I will say, man, that those two dudes seem to like each other too. Like I I don't think it, it's fake with them. And I think whatever may did last season or whatever they needed to do to click, you know, once January came around and that team finally got rolling and it was like, okay, man, they finally learned how to, how to play with one another. Cause I remember what a year ago, I think you and I did two, um, State of the Union podcast, and you were pretty down. I remember the second one; you were very <laughs> down, and I had to hype you up a little bit. That was like, the first one. Boston's gonna be Boston's gonna be just fine. You it was know, the first one. Be- I told I told you it was over. Yeah, yeah, you did. But like a week later,
1: we didn't. Man, that's why I came on here. I, I got to be careful. That actually got in my head. I went back and listened to that podcast, the first one we did, and we were like a few games under five hundred and couldn't close games and. I was saying some wild shit then.
0: It happens, man. It happens. That's yeah, part you know, of I'm not a fan. Idea. I'm a casual. That was bad. That was bad, man. But I, I don't think you have a lot to worry about with Boston. I, I think that uh, I, I said it on my, I'm my podcast. About one
1: thing, Steve. What or are you worried one, about?
0: One thing. What do
1: you think? Oh well,
0: because all I've heard because you know what? Because the, the Celtics are
1: fine in the West.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, man, you. You tell me, man, because all, all the shit talking that you've done is, I'm not worried about Milwaukee. I'm not worried about Milwaukee. So I know you're not yeah, worried about Milwaukee.
1: your face because you're a Milwaukee fan. You know, Screw really you. But like, when I get – like in my moments when it's just us, like we meet up, I'm like, yeah, like no, you tell me what am I afraid of because I'm not a dumbass. I do watch the sport. I think we're fine in the West. Ooh. I think the Grizzlies are coming out of the West. Everyone's going to hate me.
0: I think yeah, the Grizzlies are coming out. You told time. me that today. I know people got really mad. And then the Celtics. You told me today that Boston and Memphis were going to be in the NBA Finals and Boston was going to win. That's what you told me today. That's still what I believe. Okay. Then I'm, what are you worried about then?
1: I said, What am I afraid of? I'm afraid of Giannis. Oh. I'm afraid of that dude.
0: And I want to give us
1: some. How's wanna... Middleton looking, in your opinion? Screw it. I, I'm interviewing you now. How does Middleton look? Because I need to know, as a fan who's thinking about matchups, I haven't been able to watch Milwaukee. How many games has he played, how is he looking,
0: and how is he trending? Since he's came back the second time, they're 12-0, and 0, and he looks really fucking good. You mean he came back? Him he... and Giannis came back at the same time, and they, they're 12. They haven't lost.
1: That sounds pretty good. And he
0: looks really fucking good.
1: Yeah, he looks good. How's he looks his dad, how's his speed look?
0: He looks great. We'll see, though. There was a little bit of a scare. So they played Tuesday. They played Boston. Did you even watch that game or no? You didn't watch did. that game, did you? you didn't? I did. I
1: watched the whole thing. I but I was at the bar with. Uh,
0: oh yeah, that's right. That's right. That's
1: bar right. With co-workers starting when, shit in the when, hotel. When my
0: guy, Mister Wisconsin, Sam Hauser, hit that shot, I remember you texted me. Yeah, he I
1: looked. And my boss looked at my new boss looked at me and was like, "You're right." And I was like, "Yeah, I'm fine." Sorry.
0: The weird thing was, I, I don't understand. I'm, we'll get some clarity on Friday when they play Miami, but he's still on a minutes restriction, which is kind of weird. And he didn't play Thursday, the day right before the All Star break. So we'll see, but if he's going to be off this minutes restriction and he's going to be fine and they get Bobby Portis back, Bobby Portis has missed this entire 12-game winning streak. Yeah, man, as long as we're healthy, I'm feeling very good. He looks good. But Middleton, so I had this conversation on the, the, the main show, the main feed about what's different about Milwaukee. So Boston, I think Boston, and this is where, like, I kind of made fun of our fan bases because I think our fan bases are very – I think <laughs> – I think they're pretty stupid, like Milwaukee fans and Boston fans, like which is really weird to say, but like maybe your fan base, mine, mine's uh, awesome. dude. I think not not you, but like I think Chris Middleton lives in a lot of those people's brains like 24-7. Moment, I mean, obviously you and I are very close, but like I was over the Chris Middleton thing as soon as game seven ended and Boston went on because there's just no point in like saying whatever. Like, do I think if Chris Middleton played? in that series Milwaukee wins. Yeah, I do, but you know what he didn't? Your best ability is your availability. Like there's no point in like harping over it and for Bucks fans to like still bring that up a year later, like dude get over it, man. He didn't play. Like it's over and done with. Like, yeah, but we didn't won. have
1: like muscala yet.
0: No, uh, we'll get to him. But uh like yeah, so. Boston beat Milwaukee fair and square. There's nothing wrong with it. Like everyone needs to move on from it and like Boston fans just be like, "Oh, Mm, Chris Middleton is Chris. Okay, man. Like, yeah, dude, you won. You won fair and square. What are you bitching about? Like, I don't, I don't like this. Is, this is last season. It's We're just in the wound, man. We're just making sure you feel it. Uh, no, I think you guys are a little low key worried about it. That's why you keep talking shit and bringing it up. But that's. I didn't bring this up. Did I bring this up? You did. No, you didn't. That face, no, I literally like, brought it up on this podcast. I asked. No, you no, how no. It. It's nothing to do with like, I think like, yeah. obviously, like, the OG Boston fans that I know like you John John Pablo um, you know Sully you guys there's other people in that group that bring it up a little bit and then that fake world called Twitter is just like a cesspool of Celtic and Bucks fans that are just I love Twitter so much yeah, Bucks, Bucks fans are fucking stupid. So I have no problem saying that.
1: I agree with you on that last point. We can agree to agree. I
0: that. bet you do. I bet you do. But my point was is that I was making on the main feed is um, – and we could talk about this Mike Muscala thing, what I think is going to be very beneficial to you guys. But, like, so after that series, I think Boston got it better. They got the experience that they needed. And, you know, they had Malcolm Brogdon. But Milwaukee's problem that entire series was there was too much Grayson Allen, and they didn't have a lot of guys that could kind of – not only create their own shot, but get other teammates a shot. And they've just added three dudes that didn't play in that series that are all six, seven or taller.
1: Grayson's super one dimensional.
0: Yeah. Chris Middleton, Joe Ingles, and Jay Crowder. <laughs> they, they added a lot of length, a lot of size. No, not Jay Crowder's not going to be able to create for others, but not going to
1: be it's good passing in a team offense. As if the ball's whipping around but you're going to yeah. see him like he's not like a Morris brother where if you whip him the ball, he's always going to shoot. Yeah. He's But he's not afraid to shoot, but yeah. he'll also move the ball. Like if he's on a good team and he likes his role, obviously he needs to like his role, but we can kind of,
0: well, I don't think he's got a choice. I mean, he, he like,
1: what if he just decides to sit on the bench? No, no, I'm just
0: no. He's, I think, I think, I think we'll see like kind of what his ramp up is, but I would, I would expect him to be, to be starting pretty quick here, but it's going to be interesting, man. Like you, you were talking about the matchups, like the matchups are going to be fun because, you know, I think Bobby Portis was pretty limited in what he could do against Boston because, um, you know, he, as good as he is on offense, you know, he kind of struggles a little bit defensively. Okay, man, Bobby, you can play 15 minutes a game and we can roll out Jay Crowd. Grayson Allen, you're not playing more than 10 minutes a game because we just saw what every time you play Boston, we see what Tatum and Brown do to you. So it's going to be, it's going to be really interesting to see how these matchups go. I I, th- I don't think Ingles is going to be able to play a lot, but he's going to be able to play a little bit, you know, where he can bring up the ball. Maybe he's playing 12 to 15 minutes a game. Like it's just Milwaukee's going to be able to throw a lot of different looks at Boston and shit, you made fun of me, man. But I'm telling you the, I always make fun of you. <laughs> yeah. You did not like my Rob Williams take, but I'm, I'm no, talking I still don't you. like that but I'm talking about specifically in a matchup against Milwaukee. Like I think like similar to, you know, we talked about Philly earlier, Milwaukee matches up really good against Philly. And if you're telling me that it's just going to be Robert Williams matching up against Milwaukee, like I'm fine with that. It's Al Horford that scares the shit out of me. And it's Mike Muscala that's going to scare the shit out of me because Mike Muscala and Al Horford can get Brooke Lopez out of the game. Robert Williams can't do that. Those other two dudes can do that. And that. Burt's Milwaukee in their big lineup and their rebounding. And what I actually to
1: totally do. agree with you. And when I said that, so Al Horford should scare you. No, 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 for, for real. But what should really scare you is if Robert Williams and Al Horford are on the same, are on the floor at the same time, the way they work together. Giannis even talked about it in All Star Weekend. He's like, no one can beat me one on one. They got to build a wall.
0: Yeah, yeah that is
1: right. True. right. That, is true. That, that wall is. The best thing in the NBA against
0: well, Lopez is the key to that, though, man. Like a lot of people don't realize that. Don't watch him for him hitting threes, right? Lopez not only spreads the floor though, but defensively, like he can get rebounds. Like Robert Williams isn't going to be like I will take. Look, it could burn us like it did in Game Seven with Grant Williams. Oh my my god! God.
1: (laughs) I really think that we're going to win that matchup. Boston's going to. I will
0: take my chances with Robert Williams shooting threes from the corner with Brooke Lopez on. Like that doesn't bother me at all. He's
1: not going to shoot threes, but Al Horford is going to shoot threes.
0: At, yeah, uh, I've seen uh, it. Numerous times. percent Yeah. I, it, is, it is the most, by the way, that Alpha, 4, alpha 4, thing is 4, the most ridiculous thing ever. Game. That they literally, he literally goes from Philly to OKC. is just like, hey man, take the rest of the and year. You're and you're
1: off OKC was sick.
0: Yeah. That and and all of a sudden, like he comes back to Boston for nothing. Or for Kemba Walker. <laughs> like, and How not you met Mike Mascala? You gave up literally, like, nothing. And
1: then he came from OKC. Dude, Sam Presti is from Mass, and I need to send that guy. Yeah, we know, Derek. We know. Dude, I'm not even ashamed of it. Like, if I was the GM for the Utah Jazz, I was from Mass, I'd be sending frickin' Larry Markin into the Celtics for pennies. I don't give a fuck.
0: Oh, I bet you would. I Danny Ainge helping you out again.
1: There you go. i just really quickly talk about – I think the thing that's – two things. I want to talk about – The coaching versus the front office for the Celtics, and we can go whenever you're ready. The coaching versus versus the front office for the Celtics. But the reason I think we're going to beat Milwaukee this year is our depth. So I'm just – I am sorting right now this list by three-point percentage shooters for the Celtics. And I'm just going to read the names, except for Malcolm – okay, we got one – We got the top five are shooting 40%. And then we basically got 35 to 39% for the top nine. But here's the Celtics and, and, and their players. Malcolm Brogdon, probably sixth man of the year. Al Horford, anyone who watches basketball is just like, holy crap, how is Al Horford doing this? We want him on our team. Sam Hauser, who the last two weeks has been on a heater. Grant Williams, who... Low key, everyone makes fun of, and he's kind of like a chunk. He's Batman, but like, and he
0: won't be a Boston. A, a people then. want him
1: on their team. Yeah, he won't be a Boston Celtics next year. Uh, he's probably not. I know. Uh, Blake Griffin, who comes in for like limited minutes, don't really want to talk about him. Mike Muscala, who's been a re- a, re- a a revelation. He's good, um, man. He's fucking. Dude, good. So, in hold on, wait. Just can we talk about? Can we do Mike Muscala on this podcast? Three games, twenty five minutes a game. 13.3 points, four and a half, 4.7 rebounds, a little bit under an assist, a steal. Well, let's look at his shooting. He's shooting 48.5% from the field, 40% from three, on a little under eight three-point attempts a game. I mean, that is exactly what we needed. He's tall. Um, so we have Mike Mascala. And then I'm just going to keep reading down the list. Derek White who uh, won Player of the Week, I think, two weeks ago. Player of the Week in the East. Marcus Smart, Robert Williams, uh, Luke Cornette, who I like. People might make fun of me, but sh- shout out Michael Chapman. Luke Cornette is good. You guys need to watch ball. Um, Peyton Pritchard, who's good. And then Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown.
0: Oh, man, I can't believe we haven't talked about those two enough. Dude,
1: I don't even need to talk about them anymore, do
0: I? No, you don't. You just talk about them You guys saw threat. that in
1: the All-Star game. Everyone stood on the side. They let the alphas do their thing.
0: Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> I love that. Oh, my God. The people are going to turn this off. I'm sorry. Um, but when I think about that, my whole point was depth can beat the Bucks Because we don't. like we have a lot of talent, but it's spread out with a lot of shooting. I feel like that's your biggest kryptonite. And what what are your feelings about facing the Celtics? I'm not asking not trying to be like a sadist here, but like what's your level of fear?
0: I think that Milwaukee has more depth. More confidence maybe. Milwaukee has more depth than I think people realize. And you know, Mike Boonholzer going back two years ago, when they got PJ Tucker, like he wants to play a switching style of defense and take away the three more. Problem is, is he didn't have the personnel last year. You got to remember, Brooke Lopez missed all but uh, the last two weeks of the season with a broken back, and then they finally are healthy. And then in, <laughs> I was sitting right at the game, dude. Then Chris Middleton goes out, and he's a six-seven switchable wing, you know. And as as you watch that series last year, I mean, Grayson Allen and Pat Connaughton can't they <laughs> can't do that, especially Grayson Allen. He can't. He just—he's too small. Mason Allen is
1: one of the most major reasons you lost to us last year. Those, those minutes were bad.
0: Yeah, and um, he, if he's like I said, if he's not scoring, there's not a lot that he can do. But I think Milwaukee—you know—they they can roll out. They can roll out a couple lineups where it's all switching. You know, they can go. They can go, and this is where I don't think when you when you. When you don't really look at the roster, you're like yeah, man, like they're not that deep. And then you look at the roster and go, okay, like they're pretty. So easy. I just brought
1: up your roster. Can, can I? Can I take the mic yeah, for a good, second? Go on. I'm sorry to. It's your podcast. That. I'm not sorry at all. Uh, but but what I just did, where I went down, it reminded me of the thing Bill Simmons used to say. It was like, if who like, because I mentioned I think 10 or 11 players, only seven to eight of those are going to play real minutes. But the people who come on those minutes are good. So I'm just going to. And I know everyone who's listening to this podcast watches basketball. I don't know how much you stare at the Bucks' list of players, so I'm just going to read through. Uh, Wes Matthews, good defender. He'd be good in the Celtics series. Serge Ibaka, I don't know if he he's has He's not any on any the part. team anymore. Oh, he's not? Oh, I see that. Neither is uh, Hill. Okay. Ingles, Connaughton. Oh, Joe Ingles, Pat Connaughton. Grayson Allen, I know it's just shitting on him, but like he can knock down some shots.
0: He can, he, he, he can be fine he in can a limited role. It. A limited role. Bobby Portis, yep. Brooke Lopez, Drew Holiday.
1: Yep. So what was that, like six or seven players, including Joe Ingles-Conton? And then you have Middleton and Giannis. That's you're forgetting a very – you're like a seven or eight interchangeable in higher minutes.
0: You're forgetting, you're forgetting two very, very important players.
1: But I said Lopez, Giannis. You're brother. forgetting Jake
0: Crowder. Oh, he's
1: not on this list yet.
0: Yeah, because he hasn't played yet. You're probably looking at it. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And you're forgetting someone that I am telling you he's going to annoy the shit out of you. You're forgetting oh, okay. Javon Carter. Oh, Javon Carter?
1: I, I didn't bring him
0: up. Okay. Javon um, Carter is going to annoy the shit out of you because he's going to play full court defense and he's just he going to be a terror. He's
1: more games that, for you this year than anybody. He's played 58. Yeah. Shit, I'm unfamiliar with his game, as Shaq would say. So this, this doesn't sound great. Okay, He's a
0: defensive bulldog and for whatever reason did not that's play all, well, a lot of games last year. All right.
1: Uh, that's actually annoying. Okay. Um, but the two other things I said I wanted to talk about, there's the Celtics coaching, which I actually don't want to talk about. And I love Joe, Joey Maz. Love the guy. But with the roster that he's been given, that's why I want to talk about Brad Stevens. Last year... Who did we pick up last year? Derek White. The biggest one for me is like Derek White. I'm buying a Derek White jersey. Have you watched that guy? He's good, man. He's a good player. Yeah, he's, he's, he might be really good. Like, he's a really good player. Yeah. Defensively, he's unbelievable. So we picked up Derek White last year. Our most recent acquisitions, Mike Mascala, who's already getting 14 points a game, helping us win, shooting 40% from three. Um, and he brought
0: back Al Horford, man. That cannot be understated. He brought at all. back
1: Al Horford. He signed Malcolm Brogdon, who well, I think is definitely going to win six-man of the year.
0: He will be, but I will say, man, that was highway robbery. You gave up nothing for Malcolm Brogdon. That's what I'm saying about Brad Stevens. Like, I don't know. Well, no, no. That's dope for Brad Stevens, but what was Indiana thinking? That is that is the most like, – what was Indiana thinking? They were
1: thinking, this guy, Brad, I trust this guy, and then made the trade. That's what they were thinking. Brad Stevens is like the boy next door. Look, he's just – he's like, this is a new regime. It's not Danny Ainge. I'm i am nice, and we're going to get fair deals. And got Mike Wiscala for nothing, Horford for nothing, Brogdon for nothing. Um, Luke Cornett is actually plays valuable minutes. Like, what he's doing – and you know me, like, and I'll eat my – I'll eat crow. I'll eat my words. I won't eat them about him as a coach. He was great for a little bit. Yeah, and you mean eat him I, as a coach. He sort you do not of, like him any sort of ego that he had to manage for Tatum Brown, whatever it is. Um, Kyrie really fucked up Brad Stevens. I think Kyrie broke his brain. Couldn't do it. But as an executive, mm-hmm. holy shit, man, he brought in,
0: he got us Derek White. Yep. How do we get Derek White on our team? That's Well, you gave up two first round picks for him, dude. It's not like you got him for free. Fine. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: know what I mean? Like Tatum and Brown are in their primes and him and Wick are starting to trade stuff. So, we didn't we, we talked about the other teams in the beginning. So really what I wanted to talk and hit upon was the Celtics depth. Where Peyton Pritchard, I don't even mind that Pitchard were, Pritchard was like, I want to be on a different team. Like, we still love you, dog, but we're keeping you because you're good at the end of the bench. Because yeah, man, just-
0: Boston Boston is a legit dude, like I don't like they should be the favorite to win the title. Like th- there's nothing wrong with saying that. Are we? Oh uh, yeah, you are.
1: Okay, good.
0: Milwaukee's right behind you, followed by Phoenix.
1: I cannot wait till one of these teams plays Phoenix. I can't either. Um, But, yeah, I don't want to talk about the coaching. Joey Maz. Joey Maz. Tatum played the whole – I think Tatum played the entire second
0: half. He did It's not you think he did. He he didn't get taken out of the game, dude. What are you doing?
1: Well, I'll say this. Tatum might have had a slight advantage by his coach coaching the all-star game, but Joe Missoula did not hit 10 crazy threes for him is all I'm going to say.
0: I'm just saying, man, like I said, I, I'm not going to be too concerned about Boston. But like I said, if there was a concern, it's like, dude, why are you playing this guy? So many goddamn minutes. Like, what is the point?
1: I don't know. Maybe so he can, you know. I mean, flex like, do you see what I'm
0: saying though? Like, you just, you just talked <laughs> five see minutes. What you're saying?
1: About, it's, a, it's insane.
0: About their depth. Yet Jason Tatum is top five minutes in the NBA. Like what are we doing here?
1: But I love Joey Maz because I want him to get fifty-five points in the All-Star game so I can just flex for a week, dude. I love seeing Tatum's confidence built. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, because Tatum has any confidence, he's not, dude. He's not a glorified Kevin Knox anymore, like people were trying to say before. He is he is legit, he has arrived. He's here, man. I love him. I, I love you. Big shout-out to Brett on Twitter, by the way, at at UsherNBA. He just got retweeted by Damian Lillard
0: today, I think.
1: It was yesterday. He's killing it, dude. He's killing it. He's killing it out there. Follow us as well if you find us. I'm not sure He's he's,
0: going to get – I told I was joking with him, dude. I think, like, by the end of the NBA – or, like, by the end of the year, he's going to be at 50,000 followers.
1: He's killing it, dude. Oh, my God. That's a high quota. I think he can do it. He's killing it.
0: He's killing it. All right. So, let's – Let's get ready to wrap this up here. All right, so you, on a scale of ten and ten, confidence wise, you're at what? A nine and a half? A ten? I'm at a nine point one. All
1: right.
0: All right.
1: Shit, I'm at a nine point one. Yeah. All right. All right. That team- if, if 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 you really fuck up and somehow lose to Philly in the second round. I'm a 9.96.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: Not to put that energy into just, I'm just
0: just also putting it out there, man. You could very well lose to Philly in the second round. Highly doubt it. Well, you could because we could be the one seed. Because I'm just telling you, man, that freight train is coming. 12 in a row, we're coming.
1: We're coming. Whoever doesn't get the one seed – and if we both don't get it, we both have to do it. If Philly somehow passes us, they won't. i have sure won't. Has to do a shot video for
0: the group. Fine, done. Ten shots in ten minutes. Shake hands. All right, buddy. Well, podcast, I'm
1: sorry. I know. I I think uh, this was supposed to be a state of the union about the Celtics. That's the best I could do. I wanted to talk about matchups.
0: Hey, man, dude's fine, dude. I thought it was a great episode. I'd rather talk about this than um, honestly, what would you? <laughs> <Sam doing? laughs> so, yeah. Sam yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a better fucking, defense. It's think, a fucking right? prayer from 35 feet out, dude. He practices that shot every day. He's in the NBA My player. dick. That's the old floor that he used to play on. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. He was he was playing in front of all his family. Just shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut
1: up. Shut up. It was a sick shot. That's all I'm gonna say. Wasn't luck. That's it.
0: Yeah, whatever. All right. For myself, Derek, appreciate you guys listening. First episode, stay the union down. Maybe we'll get Sahil on to talk Philly. Who knows. Maybe we'll get Ethan on to talk Minnesota. I don't know. We're just gonna go once a week with this, maybe twice a week, and we'll see what happens. Uh, Brett, myself, and Mikey, we are going to be recording tomorrow night. That is Wednesday night, so expect that episode out. Also, make sure you follow the Bounce Pass. Um, Riley is absolutely killing it. He just had a new episode out with Riley, and Shout hey, up, Riley. Man, keep, keep supporting us. We appreciate it. We'll get that website up and running. And for myself and Derek, we'll talk to you guys soon. Later. I'll